Welcome everyone to another edition of the Rob the Genius Podcast. It's been a pretty quiet week, to be honest. Don't have a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> um, last week of school for the children. Um, you know, so summer is starting for them. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, life is a 48-year-old, you know. Um, the January 6th hearings continued, and, uh, you know, I might do a few minutes on that. I, mean, I don't have anything particularly enlightening to say, but that doesn't mean I can't run my mouth right. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, NBA Finals are over now. Congratulations, Golden State. Okay. Got something to say about that. And other than that, I mean, well, Father's Day is this weekend. So, yeah, I do have a, thing, a few things to say there. Um, but other than that, um, I guess it's a quiet week this week. And maybe there's, you know, there's a couple of wacky things maybe to get through, but, you know, not a whole lot this week. Not too serious this week. For me, anyway. But... And, um... Yeah, so... I just, just got hit with some huge wrestling news here. Um... But I'm just gonna wait till we get back on the, uh... Mindless Wrestling Podcast to talk about that. Um... But anyway, let's get this party started, shall we? All right, let's kick this off with the um, NBA Finals. As it's Friday, as I'm recording this, um, the Golden State Warriors won last night. This is number four for the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green trio. And now we can, like, really start talking about them amongst the, you know, all-time franchises here, um, at least in the modern era, because, you know, they've, they've got as many as the Celtics since the NBA merger, and, you know, not as many as the you know, still got ways to go to catch the Lakers. And a few more to catch the Bulls. But they got four. And that's as many as the Spurs, the, you know, Tim Duncan Spurs. Um, as many as the Celtics between the Bird teams and then the Kevin Garnett team. Uh so you got Bulls got six, got to go two to catch them, but they just passed the Miami, Miami Heat. You know, Heat had got three during the modern era. Right, you know, the I guess post NBA ABA merger era. You know, so they passed the Heat, and now you know Bulls are next. They can keep this thing going, and and you know they'll pass the Celtics with the next one they get. Now this this final series has been just a <laughs> it has really stretched the limits of just how far the 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 hot takery can go. <laughs> I mean, Skip Bayless um, has continued to find ways to bring LeBron James into the conversation, even though LeBron wasn't playing in the finals, um, and then. There was a whole thing about Draymond Green's podcast and whether doing the podcast is getting in the way, which is just, I mean, that that, that, that is an all-time level of just dumbassery, okay? Um, see, I'm old enough to remember when Dennis Rodman, in the middle of the NBA Finals, on a Monday night, went to Monday Nitro and came out with Hulk Hogan and the NWO, and this was during the NBA Finals, Okay. Came out with Hulk Hogan in the NWO and was involved in like a, a a match at the end of the show. Okay, 
That happened during the NBA Finals. All right. Can you imagine in the world with Twitter what that would have been like? And, and with you know the again with shows like First Take, what that would have been like. I mean, Stephen A. and Skip Bayless and and you know would have spontaneously combusted on set over that. But you know, compared to that, doing a podcast is nothing. <laughs> Come on. Oh man, it's ridiculous. I mean, y- y'all really thought that, that, that Draymond Green sitting in front of a microphone for a couple of hours was going to affect how he played in the game? <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's hilarious. And then um, Steph Curry finally gets a final MVP. That was another dumbass talking point that people were using as a knock against him. I mean, the guy had won three rings and. People were still saying, well, he's never won the finals MVP. Right? Um, okay, Cedric Maxwell won finals MVP for a team that had Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish on it. Okay? Yeah, people have won finals MVP in recent years. Um, Andre Iguodala won final MVP because he quote unquote held LeBron James to like 29 points a game <laughs> alright All right. I mean finals MVP is, is doesn't matter right basically look they have to pick somebody from you know a bunch of guys playing at a hall of fame level and they have to decide that well they have to pick somebody that did something distinctive you know, in the series. Because you got Hall of Fame players doing what they usually do or turning it up to the next level. And if you got three or four of those guys doing that, then it's, you know, then you, it's hard to distinguish between any of the, those three or four to pick the MVP. So a lot, you know, so somebody like Iguodala might win it, or Cedric Maxwell, or you know, Kawhi Leonard won it in San Antonio that year, for, also for holding LeBron James to like twenty-five points a game, right? I mean, Steph not winning doesn't ma- not winning Finals MVP until now doesn't matter. It's stupid. It's a talking point. It's a dumbass talking point that. I don't know because you know because everybody needs a talking point now, right? You have to find something to say, and other than just "Hey, they did a great job," all right. And that's just what we do now. We got to find something to nitpick about, right? Because we can't just say "Great job" and keep it moving. And look, and look, they would pick at Michael Jordan now. Right, because you know Mike wasn't a great three-point shooter, so they would probably say, "Well, Jordan wasn't you know good enough from the three-point range to be greatest ever." Just idiots. All right, congrats to Steph. Um, and look, I've been one of those people that's been reluctant to put him in like top ten all time or whatever. Because I mean, at this point, it's like, who do you take out? Right. I mean, and if we were picking people for a team, I'm sorry, there's no way I would pick Steph Curry over Will Chamberlain. <laughs> okay, but you know. But, um, you know, here's what it is. You know, I think, it, you know, uh, we probably shouldn't say top 10 all time anymore. Now, we need to expand the list now. We need to we need to come up with a top 15 or something now to properly account for people who have reached a certain level in their career. Because, look, I wouldn't, again, I would not take, I would not pick Steph Curry over Will Chamberlain. But that doesn't mean that Steph Curry isn't, like, a better overall player. Well, Wilt's a bad... I mean, well, okay, Wilt probably is a better overall player. But, I mean, if we're talking Steph Curry or, you know, Bill Russell, I mean, it's easy to say get rid of Russell because he didn't score a lot of points. But Russell affected the game at a similar rate or degree to Steph Curry. 
right? Um, and Russell won 11 rings. Was the focal point of the team that won 11 rings, right? I mean, to throw him out because he played back in the 1960s, you know, would, and he didn't score a lot of points, it doesn't, that's garbage. So we needed to stop saying top 10, and it's time to expand it to top 15, I guess, right, to properly include everyone who, who has reached that level. And because, look, they're, you know, the pool expanded, right? I mean, just because someone else reaches that kind of rarefied air doesn't mean that you kick some kick someone out who was already there. You don't have to do that, right? Now, I think, look, Steph is there now, right? I If they had never won another one, then I would be reluctant to say that, but he is there now. And you don't have to kick anybody out. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you set up another table at the club. Yeah, I think this is the time to do that. So, congrats, Golden State. And, you know, don't see why they won't be back next year. As for Boston, Boston had a lot of young guys. It's a great accomplishment to get this far and to take it to six games. Um, nothing to hang your head about, fellas. Now it's about, you know, just putting in the work to continue to get better and get back and win next time. And that's your NBA Finals talk for, for this show. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I went from, over the past couple of, past season, I went from not watching the NBA to dabbling in it a little bit here and there. Um, maybe next season, start watching a little bit more. Or maybe start watching semi-regularly. You never know. But anyway, congrats. Hail to the victors. Now on to the next topic. All right, now from the... Uh, the, the NBA Finals to uh, crypto. <laughs> All right, because there was a story that came out that um, crypto as a whole has lost like a trillion dollars in value or something. Um, of course, people like me have been telling you for a long time that that stuff didn't have any value to start with. Right? But, um, Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's as bad. Um, well, it is kind of funny, but I, mean, I feel bad for like there are people who, you know, took some bad advice and invested their money in this stuff because people they trusted convinced them that this was like the next wave. And I do feel some sympathy for those people. Right, um, but the rest of you idiots, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no sympathy. I got nothing for you because the rest of you idiots were just trying to beat the system, okay, and not that the system is great or whatever, it's not the system sucks. But at least it is in place, and at least, you know, dollars are backed by something, or, you know, official currency of some other country, or at least they're backed by something. Crypto's not backed by anything. So, you buy, you, you know, you buy a million dollars worth of crypto... You've just basically, you've just pissed away a million dollars, right? Unless, you know, yeah, happen to sell your crypto, if you got lucky or, you know, or whatever, and and you you sold your Dogecoin or whatever, when the value was higher, right? But for those of y'all who held on to your Dogecoin and whatever kind of Bitcoin or whatever, for those of y'all who just held on to it, I thought it would always go up. You're kind of screwed right now, aren't you? And it, look, it's the same type of thinking that, you know, there, there are, there have, on more than one occasion in our history, there have been people who believed that, you know, the stock market was never going to stop going up. And it was always going to keep going and keep going and keep going. 
and they keep believing it right up until the crash. But the difference is if the stock market crashes, you know, if you're not like 80 years old right, when it crashes, if you're 20 years old or even my age when it crashes, you have time to, to rebuild, right? Because the stocks are, you know, bought with money that is secured. Um, crypto, it, there's no security in crypto, right? It, it is only worth what people say it's worth. And it's only worth what people are willing, you know, so basically, you know, the value, it goes up because a bunch of people are wanting to buy crypto. And then once the desire to get crypto, you know, fades, then the value drops. And, you know, it just, it never turned into a thing that you were able to like to spend it you know, Walmart or Target or whatever, you can't walk into the grocery store with crypto, right? They want American money, you know, or fiat currency, you know, right? That's what they want, right? You can't, you know, you can't buy a car with crypto. Um, and I think that's what, you know, with the crypto bros out there, you know, they were hoping that if they pushed this thing and they pushed it and then if the wave got big enough that you would get retail businesses to start accepting crypto and then you've been off to the races right because basically they, they thought that you know that they found an unregulated currency right that you'd have to jump through a bunch of government hoops for right and turns out that they didn't because if I run a store look, look if I just run like a you know, a hardware store or, a, you know, drugstore or something, right? I'm not taking your crypto. I can't pay my bills with crypto. So that money was, you know, that, that stuff was never backed or secured. Uh, it is entirely a speculative thing. So I guess, I don't know, I guess the bottom finally fell out. I guess time ran out for them to, you know, get businesses or whatever to accept crypto. Because why would you accept crypto? The only way it works is if everybody accepts it, right? Because that way, you know, you can come into my store and pay the crypto and then I can use the crypto to pay my bills, right? But... For that to happen, I mean, why would you do that when you have secured American dollars? Right. Um, it just, it's just dumb. And you idiots out there who thought you were going to get rich with crypto, you got what's coming to you. All right. Like my father used to always warn me against get-rich-quick schemes because they were just that. Schemes. Scams. Look, the, the, the crappy thing, one of the crappy things about our system is that it is really hard to break free of whatever kind of track you're born into financially. That you're born poor then I mean you can work your ass off and move up but it just it takes a lot and even then you still gotta get lucky and you still gotta you know get the right door open for you right um, and sometimes people try to you know skirt their way around the system And look, these, these, these people who try to sell you on crypto, but these were not like, you know, hard-working people pulling themselves by their own bootstraps and all that. No. Right? These are people who already had some money and were looking to make more money by, you know, getting you to invest yours in their crypto scam. 
And they got some of you to do it. And some of these guys, you know what? Some of these guys who who were smarter or who knew who, you know who knew all along this was a scam. They got as much you know when when the value got up to a certain level, they started selling it off because they knew it wouldn't last. I like you know I you know one of my cousins plays the market a little bit and you know he explained crypto to us and he explained how it all works and we had, when he was done explaining it we all were just kind of looking at him like really and then he admitted right in there that, yeah it's a scam <laughs> so, you know so he knows the people you know you don't get rich quick I mean it takes time even like professional athletes who make a lot of money they spent the first 18 to 20 years of their lives working out and preparing at a level that is just insane just to get the opportunity to make a lot of money for a few years alright there's a price to that there's a cost to that so yeah I mean to get rich quick schemes I mean no just no and crypto was one of those still is one of those I guess so yeah uh, enter at your own peril and don't be a sucker I mean just accept I mean if you better go in you better accept the fact that you know what this is this is a scam I'm probably going to get taken but I'm doing this just for the remote chance that I don't and if you got some money you can afford to burn, then you want to take a chance on it, okay, fine. But do not invest any money in crypto that you cannot afford to lose. And again, the crypto bros, y'all 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 deserve every bit y'all get. Cause y'all are some con artists and some scam artists. Con men and scam artists. Morons. Anyway, let's move on. Right, we're not gonna move on from from the crypto um, because I have another crypto story that you know that came across because I took too long to record this episode, and actually I took so long to record this episode that the story was already debunked. So um, there was a story that Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, had got his signing bonus in crypto, and it it had all like you know lost value, um, which would have made for just a just hilarious just hilarious story. So it turns out that no, he did not take his NFL signing bonus in crypto. No, instead he took a <clears throat> he had an endorsement deal with a crypto company and they gave him a signing bonus and he took that money in crypto which I mean <laughs> um yeah I mean, it's still funny it's still funny but at least he was you know playing with money that he could afford to lose and not his NFL money <laughs> but um although it would have been even funnier if he you know if he took the bonus from the crypto company and he demanded it in, in, you know, fiat currency. Right? I mean, <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> oh man, listen, listen, you know, you know, my father told me several times that if something sounds too good to be true. It probably is. And this is one of those things, you know, crypto is people want to, operate outside the system and not be you know bound by the regulations of the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department and all of this stuff and 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 this is what happens. Right? I mean you want to operate outside the system. Look the system sucks. Okay, I'm not here as an apologist for the system. Right? But 
operating operating outside of the system with no basically insurance, nothing to back up what it is you're doing. Um is not a smart idea. Okay, and this is what happens with, you know, the you know the system stinks. The system is unfair and all of that. But in the long run, you know, unless you're one of the few lucky people, in the long run you will do better making the best of you can with the system than trying to be some type of outlaw. And that's what crypto is, it's outlaw currency, basically. And there's nothing backing it. So if it crashes, you're screwed. Not only are you you're not just screwed out of the crypto, you're screwed out of the cash that you paid to get into the crypto. So look, if if you don't mind that, then okay. But you know, I'm gonna laugh at you, especially if you come around, you know, trying to sell me on this stuff. And if you're gonna call, if you want to call me, you know, a dinosaur or whatever for not getting down with crypto, well, the crypto about to go away. The dinosaur, how about that? Come on, what are we doing here? What are we doing? I don't know what we're doing, but it, it it isn't very smart, and it's been proven to be no good. So, but hey, if you want to keep shoveling money into the crypto, you know, I'm, I'm not stopping you. I mean, you could probably just set it on fire like the Joker in the Dark Knight and get the same result, but you know, or you can just send it to me. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> at least I'll use it to buy some at least I'll use your cash to buy some stuff if you send it to me I mean, but you know whatever good luck with that I'm not going there with you now we can move on <laughs> alright uh, so I'm going to move on to the world of Disney Plus television because <laughs> um, well, Kenobi is finished now and it was excellent the finale was just outstanding and despite you know the attempts by some stick in the mud you know quote unquote fans or quote unquote Star Wars fans to you know pour cold water over it they, they failed because it was excellent from start to finish in my opinion and um, I mean just so many emotional moments packed into it. Um, and the, the the relationship between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Um, I mean, it's probably the most gripping in the entire saga, right? Um, you know, and then even more so than Luke and Vader, right? And so this, 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 you know, hit on all of that stuff, and it was just great, and it was a joy to watch. And also, I mean, look, you know, there are some some people who get on the internet and say we need to get away from the Skywalker era stuff, or the you know, the original and prequel trilogy stuff. And we need to put down the lightsabers. We don't need to have lightsabers everywhere. And I'm here to tell you that's garbage. <laughs> okay. Look, I mean, the, the bulk of the Star Wars audience became fans either of the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy. All right. Yes, there are kids who will be growing up with the sequel trilogy as their thing. And in time you know they will get a seat at the creative table and get to you know emphasize more stuff from that world and maybe from you know the comics or you know the high republic stuff that's being written right but until then i mean look i mean i get there are people who who want to see stories from outside of that played out in live action. Yes, I understand that. Um, I don't think that's going to be a thing or not a big thing. You might get a little bit of that here and there. But for the foreseeable future, the money is in the 
original and prequel trilogy worlds. That's where the money is. That's where the bulk of the fan base is. So you're going to see more stories from that. And look, this was great. Now, the Book of Boba Fett was kind of eh. And so... No, you don't want stories that are just kind of going down rabbit holes that seemed like a good idea at the time, which to me, that's what Boba Fett was. Because, you know, Boba Fett was basically a side character who, for several decades, got a, you know, fan-driven push because he had a cool-looking suit of armor, <laughs> okay? <laughs> um... And that's about what it came down to, right? Um, but then the actual end game of trying to flesh out the character and give him a story was just kind of yeah. But this, this was, this was in this Kenobi was in the heart of the universe, the heart of the story, the heart of the saga, right? And and that's what we want. That's what the majority of the, the fan audience wants. All right. Stuff that hits there. Now you're going to ask, what about the Mandalorian? You know, well, okay, well, it's the Mandalorian still in the original trilogy world, right? And so it still touches that. And you see, they brought, even there, they brought in Luke Skywalker. Okay. Um, so you're not venturing too far out of that world that my generation grew up in and then the prequel fan generation grew up in. All right. Um, and I know the sequel trilogy is much maligned, um, just like the prequel trilogy was. And look, and now, so now you see now the prequel, now that people who grew up on the prequels are in, creative positions and decision-making positions or, you know, fans with disposable income, right? And whoever say, um, that prequels are getting, you know, more respect now. And the people who worked in them are getting, you know, quite frankly, treated better, you know, from Ewan McGregor to Hayden Christensen. Um, you know, I'm at best who played Jar Jar Binks, right? I mean, look, some of y'all putting them folks through a whole lot of shit for no good reason. And so they're finally starting to actually get what they should have gotten from day one. All right. That's at least just a bit of decency and respect. <laughs> um, and so this Kenobi thing is basically, it's almost like a thank you to the people who, who made the prequels really, and who, who endured all of that shit. But it was really good, and I highly recommend it. And now, um, you know, also going on Disney Plus is Ms. Marvel, you know, which is from the MCU. Um, okay. A lot of people I know are raving about this. I've watched the first two episodes and I was just kind of like, eh. But let me just say this. This is one of those times where I'm saying it's just, eh. Because it's really not for me. I'm not, I'm not the target audience here. Uh, and there, there was some, there was a report that actually that while the overall viewing numbers aren't as high as other stuff, but it, it is scoring higher with younger audiences. So... And to me, that, that sounds about right. That tracks because I, mean, I do think it is good. What I've watched, I would say that this is good television. This is a good story. This is good writing, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not targeted towards me. And I'm like, I'm 48 years old. All right. And everything, you know, look, I'm at that age now where, you know, some stuff is written or made with me in mind but some stuff ain't. And it doesn't have to be, right? Look, I got plenty of stuff to watch. I got plenty of stuff that's directed towards me or catered towards me or whatever, right? I don't have to have everything, 
all right? So it's perfectly fine in this case for me to just, you know what, let this one go. Y'all got it. Because um, y'all are the ones they're trying to get. <laughs> so y'all got it. Y'all should take it in. Y'all should enjoy it. Um, I'll pass on the rest of it. You know, unless I'm, you know, bored and only just, you know. Yeah, and then, you know, there's been some people firing up hot takes about, you know, the Marvel MCU since, you know, Avengers Endgame. Some people saying it stinks. Some people saying it's incoherent. Um, I mean, to me, it's definitely more of an a la carte kind of thing. And... I think there's definitely there been some struggle watching, you know, for me where, you know, I pushed through some stuff that I didn't really think was that great. I think there's more of that going on now. Um, some of that is probably fatigue. Some of it's because, you know, they're pushing, emphasizing characters that were not the ones that I become endeared with, right? I mean, so it's change, it's fatigue, and in some cases, I will say just in my opinion, some of the stuff is not as good, but of course, I think it's not as good because of the change in the, <laughs> you know, and all of that. Like I, you know, I was not a big fan of WandaVision. Um... Because I was not that interested in Wanda. <laughs> okay. Um, to start with. I mean, now there are other issues about the thing. I, you know, that I thought also, I thought it, you know, it was a little boring to me for, for a while. Um, you know, same with Loki. Um, Loki's, you know, I think they could have just made a movie for Loki and been fine with it. Um even if it was just like a Disney Plus movie, not something you tried at the movie theater. Now, I loved Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I thought Black Widow was good. Although, you know, Black Widow is one of the characters I had become endeared with. And I'm glad she got the movie. Well, you know, the movie was a couple of years later than it should have been. And that's thanks to, you know, Ike Perlmutter at Marvel, who's a piece of garbage. But, um, let's see what else was there. Um, doo, 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 doo. Oh, yeah, um, I really like Hawkeye. I thought Hawkeye was really good, but Hawkeye is one of the characters I got attached to. So, but I thought it was really good. So, you know, Ms. Marvel, not for me. Um, didn't watch Eternals either because, you know, it, 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 yeah, it, it didn't really seem like my bag. Um, and from, you know, it sounds like I didn't miss anything there either. Um, I did watch Shang-Chi, and I know I pronounced that wrong, but I, I forgot how the right way to pronounce it. I'm sorry. But, you know, I thought it was good. Like, the effects were good. The fighting was good. Um, I guess it didn't, it didn't really reach out and grab me, though. But that's me. You should definitely watch it. Um, other than that, I mean, so so it's kind of, yeah, it is kind of more hit and miss. And look, some of that is just that Endgame had this, such a sense of finality to it, that picking up right after that and just carrying on, after all that, it's just, it's a lot to ask. Um, there are people for sure who, you know, rode with it through Endgame, and then, you know, at, when Endgame finished, they felt fulfilled and satisfied, right, and didn't feel any much of an urge to go back there. Oh, I forgot, you know, Spider-Man, No Way Home, oh, that was, that was outstanding. But, um, so it's, you know, it's definitely, um, it's more hit and miss because I think one big reason is that they're trying to now they're trying to get you on board with new characters 
after you went on this like 10 year ride with Tony Stark and Steve Rogers and you know Black Widow and others you went on this 10 year ride with those characters and now you know they want you to go on another ride with the newer ones while keeping some of the, the older ones still around but they want you know I mean it's a lot to ask and after 10 years um, even people who were kids at the time when it started they're adults now and you know, us adults we like our familiarity and our comfort <laughs> okay um this kind of is what it is but we'll see how it goes I'm, look, I'm not predicting the demise of the mcu or anything here okay it's just it's different now it's changed and no and look th now there are some kids now who will be getting on board with this? Who will be getting on board with Ms. Marvel? That'll be their MCU. Ms. Marvel and, and Hawkeye and, you know, whatever comes next, right? That'll be their MCU just the way that, you know, more recent kids, the Star Wars sequel trilogy is their Star Wars. My Star Wars is the original trilogy. So, you know, the world keeps turning. The train keeps rolling. You know, lots of stuff to enjoy. That's the biggest thing. And now, let's get out of here, shall we? I'm adding a special section here because um, the ruling came down from the Supreme Court overturning Roe vs. Wade. Um, and I see people arguing with each other, talking past each other on Twitter and all that. And, and these are people who generally feel the same way about abortion. So, you know, they're playing a blame game here on, you know, politicians who would not have <laughs> nominated these people for the Supreme Court in the first place. Um, listen, um, this has been in the work for decades, ever since Roe versus Wade was decided. The same way that when Brown versus Board of Education was decided, people who wanted to be free to segregate their schools, they got to work. Um, this took decades of electing people in the various offices that would set the stage for the for a Republican president to nominate Supreme Court justices who would rule this way and get them confirmed in the United States Senate. So to, to turn this back, we're going to have to change the Supreme Court. And you're going to have to get people on the Supreme Court who will rule a different way. And we we'll have to replace some of the people on the Supreme Court who have ruled this way. And that's all there is to it. And that is not going to happen in one election cycle. That is going to take years. It's going to take decades. And we we'll have to keep, you know, we can't afford to have a president in office even for four years who will keep nominating these kind of Supreme Court justices. Right? I mean, that's what it is. Um, and you have to keep, you know, we have to keep having a president and who will nominate different kinds of justices. And we have in the Senate who will confirm different kinds of justices. That's just what it is. And look, the Supreme Court is every bit as political as any other office. Okay. Those people are nominated because they will rule a certain way. They're not nominated to be neutral or arbiters of the law or whatever they are nominated because whoever is president at the time expects them to rule a certain way in cases. And if you want a different Supreme Court, you have to have a president who will nominate different people to the court and a Senate who will confirm different people. That is all there is to it. And that doesn't happen in one cycle. It happens over decades. Um... As far as if you want to blame, you know, Democrats for this, don't see how. You know, um, Hillary Clinton would not have nominated Gorsuch or Kavanaugh or Comey Barrett. She would not have. Okay, Trump 
did. Um, okay, I mean, Obama would have nominated Roberts or Alito. George W. Bush did. Um, all right. That's what this comes down to. You know, Dukakis would not have nominated Clarence Thomas. George H.W. Bush did. All right, and that, that's what it is. It's pretty simple. That's all there is to it. And like I get, you can't, you know, the way the cycles go, you, you're not always going to get the Senate, the lineup, you know, right or whatever. But it starts with who nominates the judges in the first place. And and even now, right? I mean, whoever is in the White House, they can they can choose to not enforce the laws, right? I mean, so it still matters even no matter how the Supreme Court rules. They can choose not to prosecute people. You know, the Justice Department can choose not to prosecute and all that kind of thing. So regardless, even, but that's what it is. Um, this is not a game. You know, either you either have people in office who will put those kind of folks there or you don't. So that's what it comes down to. And look, it's going to be tough. Look, it's going to get a lot worse here over the next several years because, you know, it doesn't just end with abortion. These same people, they want to get rid of, you know, they want to make it possible for states to ban same-sex marriage. They want to make it possible for states to ban birth control. Or strict birth control in other ways. Um, they want to make it possible for states to, you know, eliminate any type of gay rights or protection for LGBT folks. Um, that's what they want to do. They want to do all of those things. And they want to make it legal for states to segregate schools again. Because some people, some racist people, straight up do not want their children going to school with my children. And they want to be free to segregate these schools. And they are going to go for that. Okay, there, there are people in this country who want to be free to discriminate against whoever it is they don't like. Whoever it is they think is beneath them. And that, that's what, you know, and that's what they're pushing for now. And they'll try to make it national if they can. And mind you, a lot of these people voting to, you know, to try to make abortion illegal, they're going to get abortions. Okay, they're the biggest hypocrites. They're going to get abortions. Okay. Whether it's for themselves, or their women, or, or their men, they will get abortions for their wives or girlfriends or both if they have both. All right. They are not going, they're not going to stop being hypocrites. But this was a means to an end for them to curry political favor with certain people and to get certain things for themselves in other cases. And that's all there is to it. And if you want this to stop, you have to have people in office who won't do it. That's all there is to it. Didn't mean to rhyme there, I'm sorry. But that's what it is. Either you have people in office who do this kind of thing or you don't. And you got to do everything you can to keep people out of office who would do this kind of thing. And to be quite honest with you, those people are in the Republican Party. So if you don't want them in office, you need to, wherever it's possible, you need to elect a Democrat. I know that's not sexy for a lot of y'all. I know a lot of y'all don't like the Democratic Party either you, and all that kind of stuff. But it's one or the other. Okay, Green Party's not going to win no elections. Neither is some other party. And... You know, when there's a Democratic primary, if you don't like who wins the nomination, you better vote for him anyway. 
I was going to get more of this. And that's all I was doing. All right. Um, so with that, all right, that's it. Now, um, just felt the need to drop this in there because I didn't want to get into arguments on Twitter with people. But I did want to feel like I needed to say something. So there it is. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, keeping it short, which is ironic given it took me a long time to make this one. <laughs> but anyway, um, hope Father's Day was okay. Mine, wasn't, mine was pretty cool uh, for those who were celebrating. Um, and of course, I'd be remiss to you know, just give a special shout out to the best dad I could have ever asked for. And, um, you know, we still miss you on this side, Dad, and we'll see you on the other one. And um, other than that, we are well into the summer, but we are not out of the COVID, <laughs> okay? So do not get too careless out there, okay? Don't. It's not over. Party's not over. It'll never be over at the rate we're going <laughs> but anyway, listen, um, I'm not going to linger or meander around here too much. So please, um, happy summer and as always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Uh, I'm looking to put together a little something special for the next episode and if I'm able to pull that off, I will let you know. But anyway, until then, uh, take care, guys. God bless you guys. Talk to you next time.